Blog Talk Radio. All right, we're on. <laughs> cool. I guess. The thing is, right now, my computer is acting up, and so it's not refreshing. So let me, uh, let me do something to fix it. But hey, this is the Independent Corner with John and... Megan. Yeah, so let's uh, fix this real quick. Yeah, sorry for the technical difficulties. Yeah, it's nope. my stupid computer, so... And I do apologize for skipping last show, but unfortunately I had absolutely no voice because I was sick. Sorry. Yeah, and tell them, tell them about today. Yep, I'm really, really sore at the moment because my coach decided to be the world's biggest ass and make me swim a thousand butterfly. If no one knows what butterfly is, then, then they shouldn't it's be just near really, pool. Yeah, it's just really hard, and it's difficult, and it really just fills your arms and your back. So, yeah, if I if I make, like, little, you know, grunting sounds, it's not, you know, it's just due to the fact that every time I move, my back or my arms are All right, well, we've so got uh, Chris Watson calling in. He's uh, done Zombiegeddon, a uh, movie that's out, and he's yeah. got a new one out. So, here, hold on. Chris? Hey. Hey, what's going on, dude? Not much. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you're with uh, John Moody and uh, Meg Trainer. Hey. hey. Uh, we're the co-hosts of the show, so. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on, Chris? Uh, not much. Not much. I heard you. I just saw because uh, you you sent me the uh, you know for your MySpace thing the uh, trailer for your new movie. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, we just did a short little teaser for a movie I did called Dead in Love. Which is a nice little romantic comedy, no uh, no gore in it. It's really sad, but uh, but a lot of the same cameos, like Lloyd Kaufman pops up and Joe Estevez and Ford Austin, a lot of the favorites from our other movies. So it should be fun. Meg, do you have any questions? What? For Chris, do you have any questions for Chris? Um, yeah, I was just gonna wonder. You did a you did a movie called Zombiegeddon. What what's that about? Uh, it's basically a uh, kind of uh, an attempt to go back to kind of the 80s uh, cheesy uh, B-movie feel mm-hmm. that uh, you got in movies like Sorority Babes and, and so forth. But uh, basically assembled uh, kind of a B-movie cast and uh, and just kind of shot it and had fun. Didn't actually think anyone would uh, want to see it. It was kind of more for ourselves. And then... Uh, as we went around to conventions, uh, people showed a huge interest in it and, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up coming out through trauma, and you can get it now. But uh, I'm really happy with that one. It's fun. All right. Well, it sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was watching Zombiegeddon the other day. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I own it. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Uh, you know, it was, it was really funny because, you know, I was listening to the commentary track, and you kind of had a lot of problems, it seemed. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, first of all, it was it was our first movie, really, uh, and especially uh, we we tried to shoot it in eight days, and then we had new people because we had so many B movie uh, names coming in. They were flying in literally every day, so we were like driving three hours to the airport and three hours back every day, and uh, there was only two of us that were willing to do that. So on top of filming all this time. Uh, and jamming it all into eight days, we had that. But then uh, we had some interesting characters and, uh, and a lot of uh, great people, though, too. 
Yeah, Tom Savini was in that movie, the uh, special makeup effects artist who's also acted in, like, From Dust Till Dawn and... Uh, and it's I in think, Grindhouse coming out. Yeah, and Dawn of the Dead, and he's been in a lot of stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, he was nice. Was he in both the remake and the original? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, I guess, you know, like they'd actually ask him to come back. <laughs> yeah, he, he's an important figure of the original, so I'm glad they did. Yeah. Did you like the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead? I did actually, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think I was going to going into it, but uh, I was. I was impressed. Very okay, much. well, I think we've got uh, Barack, I believe, on the line. Hold on one second. Hello, two one four. Hello, I just dialed in. I'm here. I'm Barack. Oh, uh, hey, what's going on, dude? What's going on? Who else is here? Hi. Uh, Meg Trainer, who's uh, yeah. my co-host, is here, cool. and uh, Chris Watson. All right. Director of uh, Zombiegeddon and stuff. So this is uh, Barack Epstein, who uh, directed um, uh, Prison of Go-Go and Corn Man. That's me. That's me. Awesome. Yep. Uh, Chris, have you seen, have you gotten a chance to watch Prison of Go-Go? I haven't yet, no. I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't got to see it. Uh, I haven't seen Zombiegeddon, but I did I did see some stuff about it on uh, on that uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie. Who put it out? Is it out now? Uh, yeah, uh, Troma put it out. Troma put it out, yeah. Oh, Troma put it out, nice. Yeah, so I'm surprised Troma didn't put out President Gogo, or did you just go with well, somebody they, else? They, he they, he sort of wanted to, but I was actually sort of hoping for a, a better deal, uh, yeah. which I, which I ended up getting a slightly better deal, um, but only slightly better. But it was better, so that's what I that's what I went with. Well, uh, Meg, those guys at the EI Cinema, who uh, who uh, released um, the classics such as um, uh, what, what did they release? They they, they do all the all the um, I'm blanking on all their stuff now, but you guys have seen some of it. Uh, they do like uh, Kinky Kong. I'm sure you guys have seen some stuff like that. And they also put out um, uh, all Brett Piper's movies. Um, I've never, you they, know, I've heard of Brett Piper, but I've never actually watched any of his stuff. So he does know. a lot of uh, stop stop motion uh, animatronic old style Ray Harryhausen style uh, monster movies. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, so he 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 did a Troma movie, one of Troma's classics. Uh, What's the um my uh You're trying to remember which one it was? Yeah, I can't it's the dinosaur one. It's like it's like um god damn it. I'm I'm blanking on all my Troma did a uh It's uh, a, 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 a Nymphoid Barbarian and Dinosaur Hell is the one he did. <laughs> um it's it used to be it was on their old trailer reel from the mid nineties. It was like one that was on every trailer reel. It was Nymphoid Barbarian and Dinosaur Hell. But uh, lately he's done this movie, uh, Bite Me, and he did this movie called Screaming Dead. Oh, wait, uh, Bite Me. Is that the one with uh, Misty Monday? Misty Monday, and that's who I was, can think of her name. She's in all E.I.'s movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, no. So they're the, 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 is that Seductions or whatever? Seductions that's one of their brands, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of their brands. And, yeah. And, yeah. and the one that put, the brand that put out Prisoner Gogo was called um, Shockorama, which is one of E.I.'s brands, which is the same company that also does uh, the seduction cinema stuff, yeah. Okay, well, um, explain a little bit about um, uh, Prison of Go-Go for everybody. Like you yeah, it's about. I'm kind of new to all this stuff, so I, I'd like to know. <laughs> um, it was a, it was sort of a takeoff of the old uh, 70s style women in prison movies with, uh, you know, basically we just uh, had a bunch of smorgasbord stuff from every style of, uh, of these movies. It's sort of like... Um, you guys had ever seen anything that uh, that Jack Hill had put out 
in the uh, in the seventies any of the Roger Corman movies. I saw uh, some Roger old Roger Corman movies, but now I'm thinking of the seventies ones. Yeah, they call me for this podcast. Hmm. No, 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 it's not Nathan. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. um, I'm trying. I have to I have to explain my uh, my my phone call here. It's pretty late. It's pretty late at night here for me to be making a phone call. So I have to, the wife wants to know who I'm talking to. Well, it's, uh, um, it's late here too for all of us. So, well, except for Chris, it's uh, eight o'clock there, right? Yeah, it's early. Oh yeah, you're you're a Hollywooder, huh? You're you're big yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> it's a um, time, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Anyway, so all the movies, like some some of the stuff that Jack Jack Hill put out in the '70s, like uh, Big Dollhouse and uh, uh, Big Bird Cage, were some of the so the movies that sort of inspired uh, Prison of Gogol. So some of uh, the other uh, Run Run Shaw style uh, women in prison movies, like um, Bamboo House of Dolls, and uh, some of the other Japanese ones, like uh, Jailhouse Scorpion um, 41, Female Convict Scorpion Jailhouse 41. I'm sorry. Uh, so the, all those, and combined with just some of the other, you know, uh, '70s style B movie cliches, is what we threw in there. We also took some stuff from some of the uh, some of the really bad '80s uh, women in prison movies, like Chained Heat and uh, Cage Heat 3000, which is pretty awful. If you guys ever get a chance to watch that, um, definitely have to check them out. <laughs> my favorite women in prison movie of all time is it's probably going to be Female Female Convict Scorpion Jailhouse 41. It's uh, it's it's. It's 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 sort of like a if Stanley Kubrick did a did a woman in prison movie. That's how that's that's what it would end up looking like. So your um production company is called WIP. Um yeah, that was the one. It was formed specifically for the making of Prison of Gogo. Yeah, it was that was supposed to stand for women in uh, prison, right? Pretty Not much. That, it, you could you could you could go it that way, or the other the official title was uh, Worldwide International Picture Studios. Uh, sort of. Sort of sounded like a ja- uh, Sam Arkoff's little company, American International Pictures. Oh, okay. So, so uh, we uh, and then and then the Roger Corman's New World Pictures. They they would always come up with these crazy, extravagant long names. So I thought maybe we should have a crazy, extravagant long name, and also use a name that would also sound like Women in Prison. So we got a sort of a, a two-in-one special there with that one. Um. So. Yeah, and that technically that was the only movie that was made that and uh, uh, a short film. Under that, under that, uh, under that pseudonym, uh, Cornman. It's associated with the same website, but it, we didn't have that that company name back then. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so you haven't gotten a chance to watch Zombiegeddon, and Chris hasn't gotten a chance to watch Prison of Gogo yet. No. How did that happen? Were, weren't you supposed to send um, each of us a copy of each other's uh, films for us to watch? Is that, that was that was that was that in the deal? I, I thought that was part of the plan. Oh, all right. Oh, I missed that. I saw. I think I've seen the trailer for Zombiegeddon. Can I watch it online right now while I'm talking here? Oh, Where's on the trailer? YouTube, yeah. On YouTube. Let me get on YouTube. Or myspacecom Productions. <laughs> how's it doing on on Troma? Who's um? How's it been? How long has it been out? Uh, it came out July 11th, I think. Yeah. Uh, I I hear it's been doing well, but uh, that's all I know. Did you get any sort of uh, compensation from Troma? Oh, no. how how did how did you deal with no not just no? No. No. Uh, how, uh, how did you, you actually... do on your uh your end uh? I, I did. I did. I, did, I haven't broken even, but we did get money. I'll say that. That was part of the deal that I needed. I needed to have. I need to be able to make make some some of the money back because uh, uh, President Gogo started a couple of uh, SAG actors, uh, Rhonda Shear and Mary Warrenoff, who I did uh, the SAG contracts that we did at the time. Uh, pretty much mandated that they receive most of their deferment when the movie comes out 
i.e., when it gets distribution. So basically, if I had sold it to a company like Troma, who was not going to pay any money, I would have to literally pay you know, several thousand dollars out of my own pocket to, uh, to pay them. So I knew that wasn't going to work, which is why I had to get a slightly better than Troma deal so I, could, so I wouldn't have to, so I could, you know, at least pay this, my SAG deal. Um, so, so I will say that uh, we've, uh, we, we, we made about, the movie cost about 30 grand. We've made about 15 so far. That's about it. Uh, but, so, um, so you haven't broke even yet. We have not broken even, but the movie has been on Stars. Um, Stars Cable Network since uh, July, and uh, EI has promised that uh, they have some money coming from that deal. So once that comes, I, once maybe if, maybe if it lasts on Stars a little while longer, we might break even within a few years. So that's the plan, I think. Oh, cool. Um, um, it's on on demand, and it's also on the rotation, like at Wednesdays at 4 a.m. I think. Yeah. Um, Chris, how did yours? Uh how are you doing with the trauma? Is it just, you know, did you have like a standard uh, well, deal? Yeah, I mean, we there's a the story on the on the I think it's on the commentary about what happened to us where we kind of got screwed in uh, in post with other companies wanting certain things that I won't get into to bore you, but uh, basically we didn't have much choice and it was kind of uh, it was almost like a favor that trauma put it out. Why would you mean a favor? I don't understand. Uh, well, there's. Uh, all these uh, different uh, things that uh, we couldn't provide companies that, uh, you know, like the company you went with wanted certain things from us. And all the ones that people typically go with, uh, you know, either uh, had, uh, trying not to name names, but had bad reps to the, like I have a lot of friends with one company who uh, still haven't put out their movie after like three or four years. Oh right, right. Yeah, usually you want to get that in your you want to you want to get that in your contract when a company distributes your movie that they will indeed actually release it. Right, right. That's like that's you have to get because otherwise, I mean, Troma yeah, has been known to do that. There's a lot that uh, that wouldn't go with that kind of thing. Yeah, so, Chris, yeah. Those, well, those companies you don't want to go with. Why yeah, didn't exactly. you ask Tempe? Did you have J.R. Bookwalter in your movie? Uh, I think we uh, sent him a copy and never uh, never heard back, so I, I just assumed they didn't uh, want it. Hmm. And uh, we also sent him uh, Minds of Terror. Which, What's Minds uh, of Terror? It's, uh, it's a much smaller movie we did. Uh, we literally just spent a couple hundred dollars on it. And, uh, <laughs> Is it a feature? It's a feature, yeah. And it's, uh, it got good reviews from, like, uh, the director of SLC Punk gave us a, a great quote and so forth. And... Uh, but it ended up just, it's coming out, uh, I think it's coming out December at some point. Through a small okay. Campaign. But. So, yeah, um, that's cool. Uh, I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, my, so Minds of Terror's not out yet? Uh, no, I think it uh, comes out uh, comes out in the next couple of weeks, I think. Oh, well, for real? Wow. So there you that go. Trump was putting that out also? No, that's a small company called Monumental. It's putting that out. Okay. They also uh they also put out a movie I did, uh comedy I did called Mob Days. Okay, cool. Actually can you get Mob Days on like Amazon or something or uh the last I heard they were sold out. Oh wow. Uh I don't know if they restocked or not. I mean they didn't uh, they don't produce that many copies. It's a smaller company but I will go ahead and say that uh, I, I started a, a side uh, project called uh, Film Out Releasing, which was uh, to release some uh, some real low-budget stuff that no one else had released. Um, so you can actually check out that site. We put out a couple of uh, 
of uh, made in Texas movies that hadn't been pre- released, like uh, Irish American Ninja, uh, which was uh, toured the uh, festival circuit as uh, the life of George McDougall. It's a zombie. It's a, not a zombie. It's a it's a it's a ninja action comedy, and also another movie called Zombie Campout, uh, which uh, played a bunch of the fest a few years back. And um, that and uh, if you look at the set, there's a bunch of other stuff, uh, other movies that were uh, other releases from uh, um, Rosa who uh, was the company that released uh, Corn Man, uh, bmovie.com, those guys. So if you look at that, we have tons of, uh, tons of movies on, uh, on filmnotreleasing.com. But we, it's some of the, the, the two that we did exclusive so far, uh, Irish American Ninja and the Zombie Campout. Have any of you guys ever heard of those by chance? Uh, no, I own Zombie Campout, actually. Oh, you do have Zombie Campout? Nice. Yeah, or I had it. You know, I, what's really bad is it got cracked. Somehow, oh, really? so I feel really bad because I need another copy at some point. So I guess I'll uh, find it when it gets released again. It's, it is released again. It's out now. Yeah, you can get it through filmoutreleasing.com, or you can get it through Amazon. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, um, you know, because uh, uh, when I watched it, I really, really liked it, and I'm kind of mad because I looked up IMDb today and found mm-hmm. out that Joshua Smith hasn't done anything since. Well, Joshua Smith is, 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 has partnered with me on the film art releasing. That's pretty much the only thing he's done lately. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's what we're doing. We're uh, we're trying to we're trying to sell movies now. Okay. Uh, but also also he's Mormon and he has lots of kids. So I don't know. Oh, okay. He's, sort of <laughs> <laughs> he's got like he's he's like he's I think he's like 27. He's got four kids. Wow. Does he have a lot of wives? Uh, no, I think he's only got one wife, as far as I know. Gosh, she must have been pregnant from the day, like, from 14. Like, she probably must have been pregnant every single day of her life. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> She's younger than he is. I'm not sure how old she is, actually. Uh, but he might, I don't know, he might be, a couple, I'm 27, so he might be a couple years older than me. I'm not sure. Right. But um, anyway, you know, he's also, uh, he's uh, he just finished uh, law school, um, Joshua D. Smith, and uh, he's going to be an entertainment lawyer. So. Uh, wow, so you're going to get him, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, have, him. <laughs> I'll have him do all my contracts for me from now on. So um, yeah, no, he's a good guy, and uh, yeah, lately he's uh, we've been working together on that film out releasing thing, trying to come up with some uh, some real um, you know movies that no one else put out uh, that that are still decent, uh, that are good, and we've been doing some small small format releasing. Uh, basically, you know, our site, Amazon, FilmBaby.com, a few other sites. Um, so if anybody else is listening and they don't have a deal with anybody, uh, feel free to, to send send film out releasing your movie because we will uh, check it out. And if it's anywhere halfway decent, we could put it out for you. I'll be shooting a, a horror comedy in uh, the summer, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Meg's going to be the star. That's mainly why she's uh, the uh, co-host is because she wants to get into independent filmmaking and learn, you know, the ropes a little bit. Okay. All right. So, well, cool. Yeah. What do you what are you guys gonna shoot it on? Uh, we're I'm hoping that we can find somebody who has a 24p mm-hmm. and shoot it on that. Okay. Yeah. And I would if you can't shoot it on um, shoot it on an HD format, so at least HDV or something, so you can have a you can create an HD master. Because I think that I mean they're gonna, they're gonna start every all the distributors are gonna start wanting HD masters so they can uh, make the uh, HD DVDs. I think yeah, I think that was Tempe's new thing too, like. They just made a uh, deal over there where uh, they they won't accept. I don't think any like regular DV stuff anymore or anything like that. Yeah, no, like you they should, used I mean, to. Yeah, you should go ahead and acquire definitely on uh, on HD if you can. Yeah. Um. 
you know, President Gogo was shot on 35 millimeter, right? That's correct. Yeah, shot on 35 millimeter. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, it was it was not finished to 35 millimeter, so it was finished to to standard F digibeta. Um, but uh, yeah, it was originated on film. Yeah, 35. That's that's really cool that that you actually went out there and you shot a real film. Like a lot of people these days don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's sort of you know, it, it sounds it sounds. Um, you know, tougher than it is, really, because when it comes down to it, it's, you know, if you're going to go through all the trouble of, of trying to make this movie, even if you don't have much money, it, it, it doesn't cost that much more. So let's say if you don't have a, a, a camera and you're going to buy a camera, as opposed to renting a film camera and buying film. So it's sort of a trade-off. You know, if you're going to spend, you know, five or six or seven grand on a camera package to buy, like a DV camera package, you could almost rent a film camera and film for that and, uh, and then end up with a film project. Now, of course, you don't have your camera afterwards if you shot it on, you know, film. But uh, you do have a product that's shot on film, and you could also have a, you know, your DV camera for something else. I don't know. But uh, you know, it's it's you know something something that you can think about. Well, um, let uh, Joshua Smith know that if he wants to call in sometime or something and talk to me about sure. Zombie Campout, that'll be great. No, totally. Yeah, I give you. Uh, yeah, you should. Um, Oh, he's not so big on the MySpace, but yeah, I can give you his, uh, his email and his number. Oh, he doesn't phone. do MySpace, or I think he's on there, but I don't know if he's on there very often. He's got a he's got a name, but I don't know if he's. He actually checks um, it. I don't know if he checks it because I think I've tried to talk to him through there, and he, I never hear back. I, oh, but he is him. on your list, though. I'll, I'll see if I can add him, and then if he's on you know what, I'm not even sure. If, or... I'm not even sure if he's on my list. I'll have to look. <laughs> Um, because like I said, he's not, he doesn't do that much on there, but, uh, I can get you, I can get you his email and his number if you want it. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely, sometime. I mean, just, just send it to me through my MySpace or whatever yeah. and, you know, and give him my number. Sure. Yeah, um, that'd be great. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to have him on there. I'm going to try to get Eric Rhodes on here at some point. Eric Rhodes. I'm yeah. Sure he'd, he'd love to do it. He's, uh, he's all about trying to get, he's, he's trying to raise money for his movies, but, uh, you just, have you seen his short? Yeah, I saw the uh, trailer that he did. It was incredible. You know, it definitely looked like a comedy version of a regular trauma movie. Which one are you talking about? Um, actually, he was on uh, my friend Joe's uh, blog, talk radio show, promoting it before, too. So. Promoting his short or promoting his feature? Oh, the like, feature that he's trying to raise money oh. for. Okay, I haven't seen his trailer at all. No, I just, I just, I've seen his short. The Caffeine Headache? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm sort of in it. Oh, you're in it? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta watch that guy. I saw it on YouTube, but I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, so. Yeah, he took some of the stars from uh, Prison of Gogo. Several of the people from Prison of Gogo are. I saw that. I saw that, too. He, uh, he, I looked that up on uh, IMDb and saw that, uh, you know, he's he's used uh, the main girl from Prison of Gogo. Right, Lori Walton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, I guess a few other people, too, but. Uh, yeah, Mike Mike Weeby, who played uh, Doctor Ho and Cornman, and uh, also was the um, uh, co-writer. And... Yeah, uh, had a bunch of stuff in Prince of Gogo. He's also in a rock and roll band called uh, Riverboat Gamblers. Um, oh, cool. So, what are they? Are they like a punk or ska? Yeah, they're or... sort of. They're like a you know punk and roll type band, I suppose you'd call them. They're pretty big time actually. They're all over the all the all over the satellite radio. If you have, you can listen them. But. Um, you know, I think I think uh, I think he's a full-time rock and roller, but um, no, they're pretty decent if you check them out. They're, they should you should be able to find them in your local halfway decent record store. Oh, cool! It's called River City Gamblers. Uh, River Boat. River Boat. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, definitely. I'll check them out. Um, so, you know, so you got a chance to work with all those people, and I'm, I'm sure you know the name, but have you ever met Joe Francis? Joe Francis. No, I don't know him. Who's Joe Francis? He's actually from uh, Fort Worth, Dallas area. Joe Francis. What's he done? What's, how would I well, know? Well, the recent movie he did, he did in North Carolina called uh, Survival. Okay. And uh, actually, one of his, uh, one of the, the producer survival and slash the uh, one of the actors came on to talk about a movie that he's doing yesterday called uh, Desolation that they're trying to raise money for okay. over there. But um, survival, he, cool. Okay. So you you don't know Joe Francis? <laughs> I'm looking him up on IMDb right here. I don't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know him. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy. So you know, he's the one who got me to do this. Uh, uh, blog talk radio show. Cool. So he's like the inspiration, I guess. And he comes on the show now and then and talks, but and I come on his show now and then and talk. So, I mean, he's a good guy. The budget for this movie was raised by eBay auctions, hence the number of executive producers. Credits were sold for as little as 25 to as much as 500, known as some as the eBay movie. Yeah, it was, I think he was the first one to do that. That's a good idea. Yeah, well, I think um, Eric tried doing it, but then raising enough. And how much did um how much did Joe raise? I believe how how much did he raise? He he barely. Uh, no, hold on, I just found out. It's, according to IMDb, he raised twelve hundred dollars. Well, that's not bad though. I mean, for something that was so low budget, you know. Right, he made right. the movie. <laughs> sure, why not? You can make. No, he's just yeah. editing it, and uh, it should be going to distributions uh, like in two thousand seven. Uh, June six, two thousand seven. Who's putting it out? Let's see. Does it say? I'm looking. Eight? No, that's a production company. I don't see. A, I don't see a releasing. I don't see a release company. Yeah, I don't think they're. Uh, I don't think they have a. Uh, a company yet. Uh, like attached. They have, they have a release date. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was that was the hope like, date. The hope date. That's funny. Yeah. Tell, tell them. Tell them to send it to film not releasing if he uh, if he runs out of places to send it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, for twelve hundred dollars, I mean. I don't know. They might want to try to get some of that money back, but I mean, since I think they have to pay back the people who they did eBay auctions for or whatever. Yeah, right. But okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something, you know. I mean, it would be nice <laughs> if they could do that. So. Oh, totally. One of the guys actually, it's funny because one of the guys that um, he did was uh, he had come all the way from California to act in it, you know, because mm-hmm. the guy gave him a good amount of money. So he came to act in it, and he played me. Oh, really? He played my 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 name character. So my name, if you look on IMDb, it says John Moody, cool. played by Coleman Lanham. So. You didn't tell me about this. Oh, I didn't, did I? No, you didn't. No, I'm this gonna like my my name is gonna be in a movie. I got really Jonathan excited Moody? about it. Hmm? Jonathan Moody or just no, John? just John Moody. John, yeah, why don't you go with? Tell me about this. Why are you going with Jonathan? Why am I going with Jonathan? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? No, no, no. See, I am going with Jonathan, but he went with John Moody. Hold on, you're going to have a mess up on IMDb. Do you have two? Do you have two different names on there? Well, no, it's just the character name, though. Oh, I got you. And I haven't even got. I haven't even done anything to get on IMDb yet. So, gotcha. I I could be a little jerk and do that whole uh, buy buy a credit in IMDb by doing that. You know what is a minute. What's that thing? Have you seen that thing on IMDb where no. you pay to be a producer on oh. some kind of IMDb credit? 
I have not. I haven't heard of that. I forgot what it is. If, actually, if you look, are you, are you on IMDb? Yeah. Uh, look up uh, and go to the survive. Uh, go to Joe Francis's thing, and somewhere. he's a producer. He's a um, producer of of what? Of something. It's like it's thirty different. second. Oh, the one second film. The one second film. What is this all about? It's Credit all you do film. is you go over there and. For some reason, I think you have to ask or something, but somehow you can get a credit IMDb. This is how you get a credit, just by yeah. sending them money? But <laughs> I guess just sending them a little bit of money, and then and you become a producer on the one-second film. It's just a sneaky way to get on IMDb. That is pretty sneaky. Yeah, and, and a lot of people have that one credit, that's and that's it. Yeah. Because they don't go out and do anything else, so... They just want to credit on IMDb. I don't know why, but that's oh. seriously. Okay. But yeah, I'm uh yeah my my character name I guess uh is gonna be in it and I play like the party guy even though the guy who plays me is I think 30 or 40. Mhm. So uh, it's not really me. It's just some guy playing me at okay. a party, like throwing a party or whatever. It's it's kind of you know I'm I'm excited to see the movie itself. You know, have you heard of it, Chris? Survival? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's supposed to be like they have a trailer up on YouTube for it, so if you guys want to see it. It's it's really like the trailer makes it look really creepy. You know, there's uh, I mean, the teaser trailer is pretty good, and then the uh, the regular trailer that they have is pretty decent. So, I mean, I hope uh, if they can't find any more distribu- uh, distributors, I'll let them know about your. Yeah, let them know. Barack. Let them let them know to send it to me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what was it like doing these two movies, guys? Go first. What's up? Uh, what was it like doing your movie? Uh, for me, uh, each one's a little bit different. Uh, you know, like we did uh, Evil Ever After with Joe Bob Briggs, and it was uh, it was a kind of a cakewalk compared to the rest uh, I guess because we had done so many by then but uh, it was a lot of fun whereas some of them are like uh, like the zombie Gedden one was kind of torturous with all the work to do and and slaughter party was uh, was insane but uh, and like dead in love was a great shoot too great cast and crew so they can really make a make or break a, a movie how much fun it is to make were you just a producer on uh, mob days or were you on uh, uh, days, I was actually uh, uh, one of the stars and co-writer and uh, and uh, second unit director and producer was the main gig, though. Yeah. Oh, that's hey, so you know, cool. You know, John, I just thought of something. I don't know if you, should, you have you ever uh, have you ever seen the movie Lethal Force, which just came out on DVD? I guess not, because I haven't really seen too many. Like the the latest movie I've seen on DVD is Wedding Slashers. Well, I was just—I'm just going to put in a plug for this guy. He's uh, this movie, *Leap of Force*, uh, it toured the festival circuit uh, back in uh, about 2000-2001 with uh, with Corn Man, and it played just about every single festival Corn Man did, plus about 50 more. It played just literally every single indie festival about five or six years ago, mm-hmm. and then the guy could never get it out on DVD for whatever reason. He tried to get it out, and he never got a deal, and or something. He deals would go bad on him, and everything. Um, and it finally came out through uh, Unearthed Films, the guys who put out Frankenhooker, uh, last uh, last week. And uh, I just picked up a DVD. It's, it's, it's a good disc, and uh, everybody should get it because it's, uh, it's a solid disc. And you might consider so it's this called Lethal Lethal Force. The guy Force. named Alvin Alvin and Karma uh, put it uh, made it. And uh, it's the only movie he made, but uh, it's it's amazing. It's 
it's uh, it's also it's out on Super 16, and uh, uh, it's just a big action movie. It's got kung fu, it's got uh, it's got ninjas, it's got goons, um, and the guy. I, I mean, if you ever if you want to see a guy who, who just put his whole life into his movie, you should see that movie. Definitely, uh, he, definitely, definitely. Even made they even made uh, they even made uh, action figures for the movie. <laughs> but uh, the the only thing that they, I think they were the only thing they were sort of pissed at me about was uh, they they literally they must have played fifty film festivals and I think Corn Man maybe played twenty but they were pissed because the only one they didn't get into but they really wanted to was South by Southwest and they and, and I got in that year and they were upset they thought that I took their slot but uh they, but he played more overall he played probably twice as many so. did did he really say something to you about that. He sort of half did. He was like, he's like, yeah, I can't believe you got into South by Southwest. So we were supposed to get in because like every South by Southwest every year puts in something just like that doesn't really fit with everything else. You know, most you know South by Southwest plays like Sandra Bullock movies and stuff, but they always throw in something real low budget and you know schlocky. And uh, in 2001, it happened to be Corn Man. Okay, uh, I was wondering if you did Prison of Go Go then, but actually Prison of Go Go did not was was rejected by South by Southwest. They didn't they didn't play it even though even though. You know, production value is better. I think it's a little better of a movie. And, uh, you know, they didn't play it at all. They picked something else. I guess we were sort of in that middle range where we weren't quite schlocky enough to be, well, we were schlocky, but maybe we weren't quite low-budget enough, or I don't know what it was. Didn't have near enough Sandra Bullock. I don't know what the story was, but um, we didn't get into South by South. But that was 2003 we got rejected. Uh, if Lloyd Kaufman heard you say Sandra Bullock, he'd probably <laughs> flip out. Well, Sandra Bullock lives in Austin, so I think they, they have to play her movies. For real? Uh, she lives there or something, or? Yeah, she. I think she. Yeah, she lives there. Her and her and. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and Robert Rodriguez lives there too. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, Rodriguez. He's he's basically he's pretty much the community down there. Him and Linklater. They're the guys keeping that place going. Have you um Have you actually met those guys yet? Uh, I've not met those two guys. No. I have met Harry Knowles. <laughs> Who hasn't met Harry Knowles? <laughs> Who happens to be a fan of Corn Man, by the way. I'm not oh, sure well, that's good, that's good, that's good. He's yeah. just, uh, he's such a, from what I've understood, like, have you seen Entourage? Uh, yeah. There was a scene in one of the episodes of Entourage where, where really Harry Knowles-type character mm-hmm. gets uh, seduced by all these girls to give, like, a good review or something of uh, one of uh, one of uh, Adrian Grenier's characters. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Well, apparently, a lot of people suspect that that's definitely a Harry Knowles thing that actually happened, mm-hmm. or something like somebody he gave a good review because some people sent hookers up to his room. I don't know if that's actually true or whatnot, but it's kind of funny to to think that some people sent hookers up to his room, and then he goes, "Oh, I better write a good review for this person." You know? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to do it that way. Well, I've never really seen him do too many bad reviews, so. Yeah, well, that's true. Good point. He never does a bad review. Also, I'll put in a plug. You should probably look into getting Bill Sebastian, who uh, who directed the movie Irish American Ninja, which is out on film not releasing. And he also recently did a movie called uh, Portal, the movie about a, about a toilet from hell. Um, <laughs> a toilet from hell. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's about it's about this guy's toilet. He he take he has this massive horrible diarrhea, and it and it turns his toilet into a portal of hell. And it keeps sucking people in, and this demon comes out of the toilet and just like lives in the guy's apartment, and then all these other, then he falls into the toilet of hell. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Wow, and that's um, special. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It's not, it's not a feature. Otherwise, we would, I would, because he wants me to put it out for him. It's only like 30 minutes, but he says he's got, he's, he says he's got an hour worth of uh, supplemental material, which is, we can make a, a good, a good full DVD with. So 
but uh why don't you do if you guys could i don't know i don't know if you you know if you take suggestions or anything but uh ask if if people are just doing shorts or whatever mm-hmm. you know if people have just done shorts um ask them to do like maybe a um a, a multi-disc with yeah. a bunch of other people's shorts and stuff it's so hard to market a multi-disc though i don't know it's just tough for anybody to want to buy it you know i don't know it's it's it's, it's People have tried that. I haven't, but people have. I know people who've tried doing multi discs and, and compilation discs. And look at you know, most of those companies don't make discs anymore. You know, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I think even Troma was for a while. We're gonna, we're gonna they, you know, I pulled, and not counting like Brentfield and stuff. Who, uh, you know, Brentfield are the guys who put out like 50 movies on one, you know, one DVD that you can get at Walmart. Which, by the way, uh, they did put out a four-pack called uh, uh, like Redneck Explosion that has Corn Man on it. Uh, so you guys, it's got that in a movie called Inbred Rednecks. You guys ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. It's a, it's a sub release, release. But uh, anyway, that note. But those were all features, and they threw a bunch of features on there. For some reason, you don't see it's tough to get you know people to buy shorts even on a compilation but i don't know we'll try it you should be at the portal of a good movie and uh, it, 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 more people should see it because but it's it's tough because it's he has like he has a 15 minute version and also a 30 minute version um anyway he also has also recently tried another movie uh which i think he's still editing so that's a, he's a more prolific filmmaker than me i would say um you should check him out he's living in la you should uh chris you should talk to him you should hook up his name is uh, bill sebastian yeah. Okay. Yeah, what? Yeah. You know, what do you? What do you? By the way, I, what do you do out there? Are you? Are you uh, what do you do to, to get by? I'm curious. I, I mean, do you work? What do you? Where do you work? What do you do? Uh, I do temp stuff mostly. Okay. Yeah. On films or PA type stuff or or temp temp like. Uh, temp you temp? know, like like a week ago, I was uh, restocking dildos. Okay. And uh, <laughs> a week do? later, I'm uh, I'm at a theater. So I mean, I just kind of do stuff in between uh, in between shoots. So. Okay. So, so who shoots do you do like for? Like, is it well, just so one yeah. certain person, or do you do your own movies? Uh, yeah. I I mostly do my own stuff. Uh, I I've went and worked on uh, Dorm of the Dead uh, for Donald Farmer and uh, mm-hmm. for the L.A. part of that with uh, Tiffany Sheppard in it. And oh yeah, I've done yeah. A few of those, a uh, few of those like that. But uh, you know, I'll do them for people I know, but uh, or pay, but. Uh, you know, it, I like I've got three lined up for next year already, so it's it's going to be a busy uh, busy time. It's kind of hard to balance paying the rent and and doing the shoots at the same time. Right. So you got to find work that's paid work. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you can only do you can only do the freebie work so so long. You know. Right. And I I've started. You know, I won't. Uh, I used to do movies for whatever and put my own money into it, which I don't do anymore. Exactly. I'm I'm the but, same uh, way now. I can't, yeah. you, can't, you just can't do it. After a while, you got to draw the line, and you got to say, "Hey, you know, I can't spend all my own money on this movie. It's not, it's not, it's not feasible. It's not feasible to, to you know, you, you know." Especially you need to find investors. <laughs> totally. I mean, even I mean, Prisoner of Gogo was spent. I mean, some of it was investors, but some of it I had to spend some of my own money, and I was like, "Man, we can't do this yeah. anymore." So. And a lot of them, if if you do a good job, they'll they'll give you money. You know, even Troma's uh, finance stuff for me. So. Oh, well, that's good news. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it happens if you make them money. You make them enough money, they'll <laughs> give you money for stuff. Well, that's good. So you, um, which one is that? Which one did they finance for you? Uh, they did Slaughter Party, and we're talking about doing another one. Cool. I actually own Slaughter Party as well, so I'm sorry about that one. Yeah. Uh. Well, actually, you know, to 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 be honest, you know, I own Zombie but my friend copied from Netflix. Uh, 
slaughter party. Well, no, slaughter party's right. got a five three rating. I'm just looking it on. It's got a pretty good rating. Yeah, well, you know, IMDb is stupid, and if you haven't figured out how to rig IMDb yet, it's pretty easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you guys did just to we, get people? We back? actually uh, we actually went over it. I think they cut it out of the Zombiegeddon DVD because there was a big thing where the movie wasn't even finished yet and it had like 200 votes on IMDb. Really? And it was down to like a, under a two at that time. And we actually went through on, on I think it was my interview, uh, Roush, who produces a lot of these with me, uh, and I went through how to rig IMDb so you can... You know, and if you go into like, I know my friend at, uh, if you guys know Alan Richards, he runs a site called Be Independent. He's got uh, a guy on there now who's trying to figure out why he got uh, like 30, 40, uh, one votes, and his movie's not been shown to anyone yet. So how did that? I mean, so somebody. Uh, it's pretty easy. Just uh, they claim you can go under uh, that they track you by IP address, mm-hmm. but all you have to do is kind of clear out the. The yeah, but you have to sign in. You have to sign in by yeah. your name, though. Well, you can go under multiple emails, and you can, like, Yahoo, Hotmail, very easy to... A lot of work. minutes. It. <laughs> it is, but people I do it. They're, they're kind of weird, but uh, that's the way it works, so... I mean, yeah, you got to... Uh, I mean, I guess you could do it. Make, it, make an, uh, an IMDb account under all six of your emails, and then get your... I mean, you yeah, don't only have so it, many it, email addresses. It seems, to, uh, it seems to work for lowering... A rating, but why would somebody uh, do all that much work just to lower somebody's rating? That seems kind of you yeah, got to sign in, you got to sign out. It sounds like it would take me 20 minutes to give you five. It back. does. We actually had uh, we kept track of the one on Zombiegeddon for a while, and there was actually a new one rating every day, and it wasn't even done yet. So who was Somebody doing that? And in every day, uh, we think it was you know it's all assumptions at this point, but uh, there were a couple people that uh, my co-producer pissed off that. Uh, Mm-hmm. More than likely was doing it, but it's all assumption. Gotcha. Now who's this Fred a lot Rosenberg? Of people talking about it. You were a producer on Full Harbor Party, and then Fred Rosenberg is the guy who directed it. It looks like. <laughs> who's that? Or were you, uh, are you that your name or what? That's a friend of mine uh, from uh, from Kansas. Uh, we just kind oh. of stuck his name on there as a joke, but. So he didn't direct it. You didn't want the. No, character. on that one, uh, it's a long story about uh, basically a guy went home. Is the legal answer to give. A guy went home with all our uh, effects and so forth and props. Gotcha. So uh, we uh, kind of divvied up the – we had already found the contracts. We divvied up the directing and sent different people to different places and got it done. That's all I can say for it. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, that's the only one I'm not happy with. The rest of them are really uh, – or at least fun, if nothing else. The trauma did release, ended up releasing it. Looks like so it's uh... yeah, and it got on like pay per view and so forth. It's crazy, but uh... that's good. Hey, John. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I really hate to do this, but I have to go because I have to go and practice at like six o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Okay. And well, I, uh, I guess you gotta say goodbye and uh, you know whatnot. Um, we're not we're not going to, but you know. All right. Well, yes. you guys have fun talking. I'm gonna go to bed, but um, yeah, I'll talk to you next, uh, probably online tomorrow. Okay. All right. All right. So, see Bye, you guys. Meg. Bye. Bye. Now, now, what kind of practice does she have at 6 a.m.? Swim practice. Oh, swim practice. Okay. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. So, and she's really sore from uh, doing butterflies. Gotcha. All day today. So it wasn't probably the best day to have her back, but we wanted to. She wanted to come back and say hello and kind of she's do the an, show for a little bit. She's an actress, is that what you said? Yeah, she's uh, well, she's uh, an actress in my stuff. 
Like, uh, we tried to do this feature that just fell through because we tried to do a short, and then uh, that fell through first this past summer, right? Mm-hmm. Then we, I had this, like, notion, oh, well, if I can't do a short, let me do a feature mm-hmm. for some stupid reason. And uh, that fell through. And uh, we got the trailer, and we put it up on YouTube. And we were excited. We thought we were going to finish it, and... We just she moved as she went back up to New York to do school, and everybody else, you know, kind of went on to do other stuff. So, and then most of the people are going to be back for the movie we're doing this summer. But uh, hopefully, we'll have a lot more preparation and actual budget. Excellent. We're shooting for uh, about five thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. And uh, hopefully, asking around for uh, director of photography. So. If anybody's listening and is a DP, just let me know. <laughs> in, in what town? In what city? Uh, it's, uh, in, well, I'm in Williamsburg, but um, if people are willing to travel, you know, I can uh, I can compensate for them if I can. Got you know. it. Hey, Chris. So. Question. Um, uh, how how would um, the actors that you had that were uh, that were sort of named? Did you do SAG deals with them, or how did you pay, how did you work out with them? Uh, which, uh, I'm the only one, uh, I've done SAG on, uh, Mob Days and, uh, Dead in Love, which are both the comedies. Okay. Uh, th- the rest, I have always gone non-SAG. So, these actors like Robert Jazar and Tom Savini and Joe Estevez, they, they didn't want, they did they were okay with not going SAG? Uh, well, some of those guys, uh, I, I don't know Savini well enough. I mean, I met him for, like, 30 minutes and shot him out, but, uh. The other guys are what you call financial core, which you can work non-SAG or SAG. Well, I'm guessing Tom has to have that, or he wouldn't have been able to do that movie. In. I would imagine he does a lot of uh, low-budget stuff, now, in addition what is, what to is, stuff like Grindhouse. So. And what is it? What was it called that you said that they? they it's that financial core. There's a lot of those guys. Uh, they they try and keep it kind of secret, but. Uh, and that's what SAG calls it, financial core. Financial core, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, there's bigger actors like John Voight, Charlton Heston are well-known financial core actors. And then there's, like, smaller guys who, uh, and it's mostly, for the most part, guys who uh, who are desperate for work, you know, need to work. So sure. uh, and get, then, a lot of, you... get a lot of work in low budget because both Joe and Bob are uh, kind of go between, you know, main act cop and tango and cash, but then they also do their zombie geddons and so forth, so. But these guys all did, they all got paid. They didn't get deferred. They got paid when you when they worked when they were in your movie. Uh, on that one, yeah, everybody got paid. Yeah. So how much did you have to like? What was? Are you able to say like how much you actually had to to uh, pay these no. actors or? Just out of respect to the actors, I. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you know some people might. Wanna, I used, I used to I go them. tell everybody that because you know it's we always want to know how much certain people get paid, but then I got in trouble with some actors. So. Oh, okay. So they don't. They definitely don't want you to tell them that. Okay. Well, go. Well, well, can you can you go ahead and tell us how you uh, how you went about contacting everybody and getting everybody in, involved? Uh, sure. Is there a specific one? Uh, well, go with um. Robert Zadar. Go with Robert Zadar. Give me Robert Zadar and give me Joe Estevez. Sure. Uh, give me those, well, two. That's, those two are easy because Zadar was uh, on Mob Days, my first uh, movie I was involved with. Okay. Uh, he had uh, met my photographer somewhere, so that was kind of a chance thing. So you and, then, uh, and then Bobby yeah. came in, did the movie, and uh, we were looking for an attorney, a drunk attorney. And, uh, you know, he kept talking about Joe Estevez, so we just asked him if he could hook us up. And so he just called up Joe, and Joe was down there next week. 
So you so you knew so you you somehow gotta gotta be able to uh, you sort of network with these whoever somebody who knew somebody and that's how you got these people in the movie. In some okay. cases, yeah. I mean, that's when I when I started out, I didn't know too many of them. Then, you know, you start doing conventions and you meet a few of them, and and then uh, you know, on on Zombie Cat and I had uh, this the main guy actually in the movie, Ariba Bell, mm-hmm. was a very uh, avid horror fan. So I would just have him online and ask him who uh, a lot of these people <laughs> even were, yeah. and uh, would track down the people that he suggested on through emails and so forth. And some of them I found, like William Smith, I was a big fan of, uh, who I knew was friends with Joe and Bob. So that was easy. And and Brink, I had uh, met at conventions and so forth. So. Oh, yeah, Brink Stevens, and then you've got uh, Leanna uh, Quigley, right? Looks like. Yeah, yeah. Which she just happened to be in, uh, of all places, Kansas, filming another movie. No, oh. I needed her. So. <laughs> wow. So that was that was luck, right? Yeah, that one was uh, very lucky. Yeah. So you got, a, I mean, you got a lot of big name, you know, B movie stars in your movie. It's pretty impressive. Um, uh, you, you got also, I mean, you got J.R. Bookwalter and Boy Kaufman, and I just think that's really funny to have both of those guys who I've I've heard that they're not, you know, they they're they're in competition with each other, so they're not, from what I understand, they're not really friends, you know. Uh, I don't know. I know J.R. talked, uh, seemed to talk highly about Lloyd whenever. Uh, oh, for real. Whenever I heard about it, but uh, and Lloyd. I, I've never heard him say anything bad about Gr, but both of them are great to great to work with, and and I know Gr was always nervous about his performance, whereas Lloyd was more than excited to be uh, performing. So. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so I heard you, you're also a fan of the Janitor, the movie The Janitor, Chris. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, a great movie. I, I thought they did a an excellent job of. Uh, not only making something that uh, was well written but uh, entertaining at the same time, which a lot of them either are just a little bit entertaining or, or really poorly written. And I just thought they, uh, you could see them having a blast almost on set. And uh, have I you met have so you met them yet? Or I haven't. I've seen uh, I've seen them around. They really promote that movie. I've seen them at like conventions, hand, handing out uh, postcards and so forth. But uh, you haven't gone up they to did a really good said, job. Hey? Yeah, who who released that? I forgot who it was. Was it um? Uh, elite, I think. And it was Ooh. Elite. It was Elite Entertainment. Oh, elite, Elite, Elite. Yeah, yeah Elite's good. Elite's good company. Yeah. Actually, some people I know aren't really big fans of Elite, but then you know, like I don't know if one of my friends is, but I showed him the janitor, and he was laughing his ass off. So yeah, I'm guessing that there's got to be some, you know, some people aren't gonna like some of the stuff that Elite puts out, but you know, I I was uh you know I was impressed by the janitor. I was kind of mad that, uh, you know, I didn't uh, get in touch with, like, like Brock. Uh, I didn't talk to you or Chris. I haven't talked to you guys until, like, well, Chris, you talked to me yesterday to remind me. I was just, uh, you know, because I've been doing all these shows right now. I had, like, Andy Milanak and someone, and I had, uh, you know, my friend Chris Rufty just came on uh, yesterday. So, you know, I've just been running around, and I'm like, oh, gosh, i got to keep reminding people that their shows are coming up. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's good, good, good to remind people. Oh, Elite put out the uh, "Don't Mess with My Sister" and I sit on your grave. Yeah, so they they got some pretty big stuff. They got the the Mayor Zahi films. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I spit on your grave. I've never actually watched, but I've heard. Is and then they the and then the other movie that guy made was called "Don't Mess with My Sister." Which is a it's classic. You gotta you gotta see it. It's, it's like what's it called? Uh, it's called "Don't Mess with My Sister." Don't mess with my sister. 
Yeah, it's a good movie. It looks like Elite put it out. I'm just looking on their site. Oh, they have The Howling 3, which is actually not good. But <laughs> well, you know, you gotta you gotta take what you gotta you know what you gotta take. You know, take the good with the bad. Yeah. Oh, Popcorn. Popcorn's a good movie. Oh, Popcorn is, but I, I I've never seen it on DVD. Oh, it looks like Elite's got it. Elite's got some good stuff. Really, Elite's got it on DVD though. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'll have to Netflix that if I can. Monstered. I've heard of Monstered. I've never seen it, though. Sorry. Um, and, and Toby Hooper's Eaten Alive. Yeah, yeah, at least big time. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah Toby Hooper. Uh, we were talking about uh, him last night. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Toby uh, from Texas, Chainsaw Massacre, and, and Fun House, and all those flicks. But have you have you guys been watching his newest stuff? Mm-mm. What's what, any good? Um, well, uh, the ones he's doing, because he's, he's actually, since Crocodile, the movie Crocodile he put out, mm-hmm. yeah, um, right. uh, since then he did um, uh, a movie with uh, with the same writers. He did two of them. He did The Toolbox Murders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Got Mortuary. It. Yeah. And uh, did you, have you guys seen those? Mm, I've heard of The Toolbox Murders. That's about it. Uh, Chris, have you seen them? No, I haven't. They're really they're really decent for you know I mean well they're they're Toby Hooper so I mean they're kind of cheesy in a way but um, they're still a lot of fun you know so definitely I would say if you're gonna rent anything rent Mortuary first because you know that's the newest one and it's it's actually a really good decent you know scare fest nice nice yeah and it's good to actually see somebody who knows how to scare people but not try to be like all gory and nasty the whole time just to mm-hmm. to be like that, you know. Mm-hmm. He actually has uh he usually has a lot of good characters and um it's usually more subtle and uh eerie. So Hey, you know who else you, you might want to get is uh, another uh, a Texas filmmaker named Clay Lyford who made a uh, who made a, a feature it's very similar to um um, creep, uh, creep show called uh, a four course meal, which is a uh, like a four. It's like four short films put together with a uh, with with a story around them. Uh, it's very creep show esque. It's got all sorts of good stuff. Most of it's uh, shot on film, and um, it's got um, it's got some of the actors who were in Prison of Go Go, but it also has some uh, some people like Mojo Nixon, uh, who uh, you guys know Mojo Nixon, right? No. No. Well, he's he's a um, is he another Texas filmmaker or no? no Mojo Nixon. He's a he's a rock and roll. Uh, he's a rockabilly guy. Um, he was uh, he also uh, did some stuff with. Uh, he was in Super Mario Brothers. He's an actor, and he's a he's a rock and roll guy. He he put out some records with um, um, Jello Biafra. You guys know Jello Biafra? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Dick uh, Kennedy's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, he's a semi uh, big music star. Uh, he's also been in some movies, but you might. Uh, Movie called uh, it, uh, it's called the uh, Four Course Meal. He also uh, did a lot of work on this movie that just came out called uh, Serum, uh, which is another like uh, horror movie shot on Super 16. Um, so anyway, he's another active uh, local guy who you, you could check out. I'm Play looking Lightyear. at the uh, oh Eric Rhodes was in uh, Four Course Meal. Right, Eric Rhodes is uh, has a cameo uh, as a scientist. As a scientist, he's a cameo as a scientist. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, Four Course Mill is a real well, well, well made movie. It's uh, you know you should check it out. It's good. Yeah, uh, definitely. Got uh, I'll Grant definitely James, who, uh, who was also in Tombstone. Well, so, um, so uh, yeah, I'll definitely try to check it out. You said it's out, so. Uh, actually, it's not out. 
okay. Um, so you'll have to ask you'd have to ask him for a screener, which he can give you. Um, he's actually in some sort of weird limbo with it because they're talking about making part of it into a feature, a bigger feature. Uh, so he has he's in a weird limbo with it about getting it uh, that part of the movie distributed. But we might. Uh, you know, I film out might put it out, or somebody else might put it out. I've been talking to him about trying to send it out to some other some other places, but um, I mean, does he have a contract with the other people? It's kind of vague. He's got something where, like, the story one of the sto- one of the four stories in his film is uh, is the story itself is under contract with another company uh, because they are trying to develop in, into a feature, and I think they're holding the release of this of the whole movie because of the story of the, of one of the stories. So it's something. It's a scary contract that I wish he wouldn't have done, but. Uh, if he can get out of it, he should get the he he should get this movie out. Yep. And definitely, that sounds like it'll be a good movie. Yeah, it's called a Four Course Meal. I wonder if you can, I think there's a trailer online somewhere. Like probably YouTube. Um, yeah, check YouTube. Or she banged on the door. Oh. Okay. Actually, they say they have an official site. So. Uh yeah, look on the official site. Is there a trailer? Uh, let me see. Um. My computer's being slow, so I got way too many stuff on here. Yeah. And fourcoursemeal.com, so anybody want to look at this? Whoa, this looks really cool. This looks like a pulp. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just like Creepshow, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, there's a trailer on there. You guys should check it out, fourcoursemeal, yeah. Um, I did some work on it. Yeah, there's a couple trailers, actually. Yeah. Or it says it there. Oh, it's just, okay, it's one trailer, but you got two different sizes. It's, all four versions are shot on different things. One of them is, sh- is shot like a silent film, uh, shot on uh, some really grainy black and white 16 millimeter, and one of them uh, shot on color 16. One of them shot uh, HD very cam. Um, so there's, they're all different styles of shooting, actually, which makes it kind of cool. Um, but uh, and there's some really good makeup effects in it as well. Who, do you know who did the makeup effects? Um, a sure. guy. What's the guy's name? He's he's a Texas guy. Uh, Top of my head, I can't remember his name, but he's real good. He, he mostly does. Uh, he works in the um, in the prop making business, and he does uh, like uh, he does like billboards and stuff. Like he works on like those Chick Fil A billboards that have the cows on them and stuff. Um, you've seen those, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen plenty of those. Yeah. Um, so he, that's how he makes his living. He doesn't do as much films, and I know he does a lot of haunted houses and stuff. But he doesn't do films because they don't pay the bills, you know. Is there so, makeup uh, effects? Because I only see digital effects. Um, there's sure. tons of makeup effects. And the main thing, the main site, look at that monster. You see, there's a, that's a, can you see the monster on the main site? Uh, like, go back an animated, there's an animated gif of it, and then you can see on the lower site, that monster licking the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, creepy. That's, that's some of the, I mean, there's a, re, he's got this big, crazy, long, you know, animatronic, it's not quite animatronic, but it's a, it's a, it's an effect, tongue. Um, it's quite, it's quite a good, quite a good movie. It's quite a good effect. Um. So, how, Chris, how did you do the effects on your phone? Uh, uh, each one we've had like different uh, different people doing them, and like the uh-huh. new one, uh, Mike Tristano is supposed to do it. Okay. He's a big effects guy. He's a big effects guy. Works on a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's got big credits. He shouldn't be doing our movie, but uh, <laughs> yeah. that's good. That's good when you have somebody involved like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. To, speaking of special makeup effects and stuff, um, I've got. Tomorrow we're going to be talking to uh, Ricky Lee Leonard, who uh, did makeup effects for Survival, and his new one is uh, Yukijin from uh, Outer Space, some movie done in Orlando, okay. and um, he's going to be talking with Trent Haga. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and actually Chris Rufty, who 
uh, is going to talk tomorrow night with uh, Trent, too, and Chris was the one who came on yesterday, and they're going to talk a little bit about desolation and that that they're trying to get uh, funding for, financing for. So hopefully somebody will listen and, you know, uh, give them money. <laughs> you know, that's that's the that's the point right now is trying to get people out there and trying to get the independent word out. You know, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, hopefully people are listening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we seem to be doing good. At, you know, especially on our archive section. So, you mm-hmm. know, people seem to be listening. Excellent. So hopefully uh, somebody will check it out and tell somebody, and people will spread word around, and uh, you can check out his. Uh, MySpace, which is uh, myspace.com slash desolation movie, mm-hmm. and check that out and see the trailer, which is it's pretty damn good. Actually, it's like eight minutes long. It's like more of a short, but done like a like as in a trailer, just kind mm-hmm. of try to show people what they can do. And, uh, and who's this guy? That, he's the guy. He's gonna he's gonna be on tomorrow. Well, he's yeah. gonna be on tomorrow again, but he was on last last night's thing, okay. and then he was with uh, but Trent Hagg as the star. Okay. Of that. Uh, yeah, and uh, actually, you worked with Trent, uh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was he a fun, was he a blast to work with? Yeah, he, he wasn't there very long, but uh, he just kind of came in and did his thing. But uh, yeah, he was he was cool. I mean, he um, came. For, did he do it in Kansas or? Uh, actually, I came out here uh, for for Dragon Fest, which is now defunct. But uh, he just came over to the guys place I was crashing at and uh and we shot it with Casey Lauer who ended up uh doing uh doing slaughter party with us so and how did you get because you got Yui Bowl Yui Bowl the introduction yeah yeah he's uh you know he's uh such a talented director I uh, <laughs> really uh wanted to have him involved but uh, no he's a super nice guy you know yeah uh, does he know? Like, does he make jokes about his movies? Like, kind of. Like, uh, I don't think so. I mean, the the times uh, he, I haven't talked to him. In a, yeah, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he always seemed to be uh, thinking he was making art or something. Now you should read. There's a really, really good article about the uh, the big uh, uh, boxing match that they did. Oh yeah. Uh, in the in the new Wired magazine, it's, it's really good. It's pretty funny. Yeah, definitely, because, like, I always thought that was really silly, that he would actually, you know, he would do that, <laughs> you know, that he would actually boxing. try to bite, uh, box his uh, fans, oh, or, or critics. No, it's, beat, a, it's a genius publicity stunt. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he beat, and he beat the crap out of him. I heard he knocked somebody so hard that they said that they actually liked his movies. Uh, yeah, that that was uh, one of the guys said. You know, yeah, yeah. He decided he wasn't. He he didn't think he was like, yeah, he's not so bad anymore. He likes him now. <laughs> I think uh, Yui hit him so hard he brain damaged him. <laughs> you should try to get Yui Bull on the show. I don't know how I can because I don't think he has a MySpace. Well, hold on, Chris knows him. Yeah, uh, Chris is at him. Yeah, I can give you the contact I used to have. I don't know if it still works. But. Oh, for real? I mean, like I thought you had met him at a uh, convention or something. No, as far as I know, I think he's doing his first convention or something coming up. But uh, he had uh, somebody uh, somehow I got his email and emailed him, and he cool. was doing. Uh, he was actually trying to get like Christian Slater to to do the little bit with him mm-hmm. at the time, which is really weird. But uh, but then he oh, would Christian Slater have been able to do it? Like the little introduction? Uh he shouldn't have. Done it, but the ball seemed to want him to do it. I think he was a little nervous about acting, but. Uh, 
But that would have been so cool to have Christian Slater. I mean, right there you would have had, you know, I'm sure Christian Slater fans would be like, well, I don't like horror movies, but, you know, it's got Christian Slater in it for, you know, a minute. Yeah, I, I think it works better just with Paul, though. Yeah, no, it was it was great. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great introduction. It's kind of funny. Like, um, well, Brock, you haven't seen it, but it, it pretty much just says, uh, they just kind of say, what was the exact line, do you know? Like, they say you bowl in the like to to begin with when they're explaining. Uh, yeah, the, the the there's a like a warning thing that you uh, bowl and and these retard doctors are recommending you don't watch the movie, and then it cuts to you uh, bowl actually saying don't watch this movie, uh, it's awful. Chris Watson should be shot and whatever and so right. forth, and then and then it cuts to Trent Haga interviewing a retard doctor, and so. Yeah. You know, the joke was obviously retard doctors and Uve Bowl, no film better than anybody. <laughs> I would go with that totally, yeah. Uh, that, 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 I mean, you know, that was a great introduction, I thought. So it was kind of cool that, uh, you know, you got all these people in this, like, small little, you know, what, what originally was small and I guess got bigger and bigger once, I mean, you know, once you got it out there. Do you know, uh, do you know how much the budget was pretty much at the end of uh, Zombiegeddon? Uh, ten thousand, a little bit under ten thousand, about two hundred under. Oh right. wow, for real? Yeah. It seems like it's so much more epic and such more, you know, more costly. Oh well, thank you. We cut out a lot too. It's really, this is what sucks because a lot of stuff didn't get seen. But uh, uh, yeah. And you, why didn't you put to... those? Did you put those on the as deleted scenes or? It has some of them, but there were some uh, some problems with some of it and. Uh, and one person we just didn't like, so we uh, completely cut them out of the movie and, and uh, so forth. So. Oh, that's kind of that's funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can hear uh, you're in uh, Roush's interview on the DVD about that one. I think I, I heard that a while ago, but I can't remember exactly what he was saying. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I like the I like all the supplemental material. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was a lot of it there, so. And there was a lot on your uh, Prison of Go-Go, too, as well, Barack. Like a lot of... Yeah. The big thing uh, they did was they did that uh, thing at the Shaco Go-Go Arama Film Festival uh, a few years ago. They did a they did a, like a five-minute bit, and they went around and they did Prison of Go-Go screen there. It was like a 24-hour film festival. And uh, Roger Corman was there, Mary Warrenoff was yeah, there. Yeah, so I was listening to the... Uh, today I was listening to the um, Roger Corman uh, one, and I was just like... This is just, I mean, it's its kind of funny, but the thing, I mean, kind of fun, like, to hear all this cool stuff about him, but mm-hmm. he, he's not much of a public speaker, I don't think he's. Yeah, yeah. sort of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just sure. kind of, like, he knows what to say, and he knows how to say it, but yeah. he seems, like, very calm and relaxed and just not as enthusiastic as, you know, somebody like you when you were doing your interview, mm. you know. I don't know. It's just, I really, well, I really, really, at the time when, I, when we were making Prison of Goes, I, re, I, I really wanted uh, New World Pictures, uh, Corman's company, to distribute it. And at, at, all throughout the production, I was trying to get in contact with them. I went out to AFM to, to meet, to try to meet with them to, to show them stuff for it. And, and, and they kept saying they didn't want to do it, you know. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, I don't know why, but at first I kept thinking that you know, Mary Warnoff was in it, and she was in all their movies in the 70s, that they'd want it. And it was a woman in prison movie. But I was never able to actually talk to Roger. I was always able I always had to talk to uh you know, one of the other cronies who was basically just like, you know, well, we we don't put out movies like this anymore. We put out, you know, no one's ever heard of anything they've put out lately. You know, I mean, they don't put anything, they don't put out anything anybody wants to watch. But 
Yeah, I mean, because I see like they have a lot of movies on IMDb that like yeah. are coming out, and I've never heard of any of them. I mean, they're all pretty well made. Honestly, they make they make these. Uh, I, I mean, they're they're all 35 millimeter, you know, pretty big productions. But they're just they're just they don't have. There's no they're no there's no they're not fun. You know, they're just they're just kind of crap. Um, you know. Anyway, I wish I I would have I would thought if I if I was able to speak with Corman, I could I could tell him that he should he should uh, street. So you didn't get to meet him at that uh, festival? I did. With I did. No, I did get to meet him. I was my family. I finally got to meet him. But I, you know, I was already in, you know I already had a deal with the IA at that time. Oh right. Uh, yeah. Damn. And I was. You know, <laughs> he wouldn't have done anything anyway. I mean, I talked to him, but he was he's pretty far removed from the day to day operations. I think of the company. Even though he puts his name as executive producer for all of them. I think he's he's pretty much you know emeritus style you know I mean he's 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 involved by title but I I get I get a feeling like Stan Lee yeah I mean seriously if you go if you go see you know uh, New World's uh, New Concord booth at uh, at AFM you know Corman's not involved in in the business uh, you know he's 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 the figurehead you know and he's you know but he you know he's getting old what do you want to do uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and it happens indeed yeah. But, and uh, oh man, that's so awful. I just read that you know that they're doing they're doing a remake of Death Race 3000 or whatever. Mhm. I mean, and uh, Paul W S Anderson is directing. Uh, they got the wrong Paul Anderson director. Uh, well, you, you know that that the other Paul Anderson is not his type. <laughs> so, I would not want P T Anderson uh, directing Death Race 3000. <laughs> you know, it's just no. No, wouldn't happen. But uh, I don't know. I, I rather I'd rather have Paul W. S. Anderson than uh, U.A. Bull, I think. Right. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, he wouldn't have been doing it though, because it's not a video game. Mm-hmm. That's all he seems to be doing is video games. Well, I I hate to say it, but I, I'm a pretty big fan of both of the Resident Evil movies. The Re- Resident Evil sequel was was very John Carpenter-esque. I thought it, I thought it was great. Well, actually, you know, I can't even say that really because I actually like the first Mortal Kombat. Oh right. I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, and uh, Paul W. S. Anderson did it, so I can't, you know, it just um, it almost seemed like anybody could have made that movie, though. You know, it was more in the writing than mm-hmm. it seemed. He didn't seem like he did too much stuff with the directing that you could tell. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my gosh, that's, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of I think a lot of film directors in Hollywood these days just don't. You know, um, they don't necessarily, like, you can't tell their unique style. There's people like Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. You could probably tell their style. But people like Paul W.S. Uh, w. S. Anderson, nobody would know mm-hmm. that it was his movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, but Yui Bowl, you could tell. You think? I yeah. think so. Well, at least, you know, if he kept with that style that he did with the House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, showing the scenes of the video game. Mm-hmm. I don't think he kept that style because I saw Blood Rain the other day, and which wasn't that bad. Have you guys seen that yet? I, I have not. I'm not planning to either. <laughs> really? <laughs> you, uh, Chris, you haven't seen it, or you have? I have. Yeah, I would not miss a Doctor Bowl movie. <laughs> you wouldn't miss a Huey Bowl movie? Oh gosh. What he said? Yeah. yeah, the best performance by Michael Madsen in his career. Is in is in what movie? Blood Rain, yeah. That death scene, brilliant. Really? Well, the huh? death scene? Yeah. I'm trying, so I'm he trying to remember. There. He gets stabbed and he doesn't move. He just looks at him. <laughs> I, know, that's great. I guess you can't argue with that. 
Yeah, and who is who is the main girl? Was it Christina Logan or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean she didn't do a bad job. Yeah, I mean her bad. acting was a better than her performance in T3. Yeah. <laughs> at least in my opinion. So, at least they gave her like lines, you know, and actually let her try to act instead of try to be a ripoff of T, you know, uh, 1000. You know, I mean, didn't you get you guys seen T3, right? Yeah. Did, did you guys think that her performance was just trying to mimic uh, Robert Patrick? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think that was, a, that was what they were going for. I know, but, I mean, come on now. They could have done something else. Yeah. But, I, don't think she was, I don't think she was a T-1000 anyway, so why, why, why mimic? <laughs> they could have tried to make her be like, you know, the T-101. There you go. Good point. Good point. You should write her a letter. I will, you know, I will write, uh, I'll write a letter to, um, not to her, because, you know, she doesn't accept fan mail. Right. But I'll, I'll write a letter to uh, whoever the director of that piece of crap was. But, you know, and uh, and write a letter to Yui Bowl to telling him to keep getting Christine Logan in his movies, if he yeah. can afford it. Indeed. She's in, uh, she's in Dungeon Seat, I, I believe, too. Is she? Yeah. So she's going to be in another one? Another UVA Bowl movie, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, there you go. I guess he's he's found, you know, he's he's found his starlet. There you go. You know. Um. Well, we're, I think we're gonna have to wrap this up. Uh, we've gone on for a little while, and whatnot. And uh, did you guys have fun? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And you got a lot of you got a lot of pimping out, uh, Brock. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my plan. I I make sure I get some pimping out. Everybody, go to uh, filmnotreleasing.com, wipstudios.com. So it's called I film not know. releasing. Um, film out releasing. It's called film out releasing. Film out. Okay. Film out releasing, and all the films that are available through uh, there or through uh, filmbaby.com or Amazon. Um, you guys use Filmbaby? It's a pretty good service. I don't know, Chris, do you have you used that? Have you seen it? It's uh, it's 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 uh, it's it's a pretty good outlet. For just, they, it's the same company that formed from CD Baby for all the indie bands. Um, and anyway, and then you should also check out some of those filmmakers I mentioned because uh, they, they, they'd, they'd be love to, to get on this show and pimp their stuff as well. So. Yeah, dude, if I can, uh, if I can get in touch with some of those guys, I'd love to have them come on. I mean, like that's pretty much what this show's about. It's just like what we're doing, what I'm gonna do with Trinhaga and uh, them tomorrow. You know, just kind of going around talking about people, you know, and then, you know, pop culture references and topics. Yeah, and, 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 and Trent, a lot of Trent stuff is also uh, through EI, the guys who put out Prisoner Go-Go. Uh, he wrote Feeding the Masses, and he, uh, he's in a movie Yeah, I have Feeding the Masses. I didn't know that was uh, EI. Uh, that's EI. It's Takarama. It's the same, same company. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, the, and, those are uh, sub, right? Yeah, that's what Prisoner Go-Go is under. And also uh, Suburban Nightmare, which is uh, directed by um, John Keyes. Who's uh, actually? If you could get him, he'd be really good for your show. He's a very yeah. I think he's on my MySpace. I'll have to. I'll he's have to try to get him on because he he just did a movie with Dominic Swain, and I'm he jealous. Mhm. He did a movie, he, and recently he did a movie with uh, Edward Furlong and Michael Madsen and Arnold. Uh, and Trent Haga. And Trent Haga, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and he he started off doing real small stuff like uh, American uh, Nightmare, American Nightmare, and, and suburban and Nightmare. Nightmare and whatnot. But now he's he's really. That guy, he's working. I'm sure he he probably doesn't have to, you know, he's a working working filmmaker. So. He doesn't really have to come and pimp his stuff out, but I think, I think he's, I mean, I think he'd enjoy it at least to try to get on and do something else, you know? 
I think and, you should get him. Yeah. If, if I can, I'll I'll out MySpace him and ask him. Because I think I've talked to him before and said I was a fan. Cool. And why not? And uh, actually, I, I've been trying to rent and watch. Uh, there's a movie that he did called Hallows End. That uh, I have Hallows End. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's okay. Yeah. Well, like the concept was from Buffy. Right. Did you know yeah. this? You know, totally. It's the same. It's, it's yeah, it is. It's a rip off of Buffy, and I'm like, I kind of got mad when I heard that, but then I was like, you know what? You know, an hour and a half. You know. Yeah. It's not bad. It's have you seen uh, that, Chris? How was no, that? I haven't. No. Um, Gosh, we're telling you all these movies you gotta check out. <laughs> if you ever get time and uh, you know whatnot. Bill Sebastian, who I mentioned, it was the uh, filmmaker who did Portal and Irish American Ninja. He's uh, he's a star of uh, Hollow's End. Is he? He's not the main star, but he's he's one of the stars of Hollow's End. Yeah, he's also an actor. So. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I'd um, but you I'll should, definitely uh, uh, have to check that out because uh, you know it's at my video store, and I uh, I've rented it a couple times and just never got a chance to watch it. So mm. probably got a couple late fees too. So. Were you were you able to get Cornman on off Netflix? Not days? yet. Um, my Netflix no. queue is right now like way too, you know. But I, it's, I think it's on my next list. I've got like right now I've got Ozone, mm-hmm. Severe Injuries, and um, Prison of Go Go. Okay. So, on on the list of coming to you. Eventually? No 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 uh, already here. Oh gotcha. So after you know I send those back out, I'll uh, you know I'll definitely definitely try to get Cornman and check it out because yeah. you know. I've heard, uh, I mean, you know, people joke about it, I guess, on the uh, the Make Your Own Damn Movie thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were just saying this stuff about Lloyd being cut out, so. Lloyd is cut out, but he's on he's on the extras. Oh, for uh, real? He, he was a late addition anyway. He was a late addition. He was only in the movie for a couple of months. <laughs> for a couple of months? Well, no, he was, I mean, he wasn't in it. It screened without him in it, and then we added him, and it screened a couple times with him in it, and then we cut it out, so. And then, then it started screening without him. So uh, it, he wasn't in it for very long. He was only in it at the time because I thought that I, he was the only some person I knew who was somebody at the time who I thought would help tell the movie. But then I, and then afterwards he started, you know, he's in every movie. I'm like, well, this isn't going to help me. So uh, and then he, and, then, and then somehow he's in Prison of Gogo also, even though um, I didn't even ask him to be in Prison of Gogo. He called me. You know, that was weird. Boys. Yeah. He was like, you're doing another movie. I want to be in it. And this time, pretty, don't cut me out. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much exactly how the conversation went. Uh, <laughs> and I and I didn't. He's in. He's in it. He, I didn't cut him out of prison. Ago, he's in it. So that's that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Did you guys both? Since you guys were both on the Make Your Own Damn Movie uh, box set, which you know I love to death, but did you guys get it for free or get did he send it to you guys? I, I did. I did get two copies for free. Yeah. Did you get two copies, Chris? Uh, I got uh, I got a copy. You got a you got a a copy. I think I, I yeah. think I asked. I think I, I think they were gonna send me one, and I asked for another one. Go email them and tell them Brock got, got two, and you want two. <laughs> <laughs> I only need one. I'm good. <laughs> Do you guys watch that? Like you know, sometimes whenever you're just perusing I, the. I only watched it that when I got it, pretty much, and I I think I've lent it out since then, so I don't even know where my my two copies are, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, but you, I remember, you like I did, showing I, people what uh, you know yeah. like you're on this like disc. Yeah. No, I did watch Chris's segment. That's how I, I'm familiar with his with his film. So, yeah. Chris, did you get a chance that. to watch the Prisoner Go Go? I always remember the extra on the Make Your Own Damn Movie set. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, I remember the SAG story specifically. The SAG story? Yeah, I think that was you. Maybe it was someone. Well, yeah, about the about how you had to uh, sell it for a certain amount or whatever. 
Oh, the SAG story. Right, right, right. The SAG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you said the SAG story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, explain explain that so you know viewers or listeners that will understand what you guys were talking about right there. Well, actually, I could explain it, but the, the test doesn't apply anymore because it, they they got rid of that 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 contract. It was called the experimental film contract. Uh, which meant that if your movie was under a certain budget, which was 75000 at the time, it had to be under that. And uh, your actors could work for however much they would work for. And, it, and then up from that, you would have to pay them their day rate, the minimum day rate, which was uh, 750 days, the minimum day rate for a SAG actor. Um, at, at, a few years ago it was, anyway. Um, so any, whatever you paid them, you still had, you had to go back and, and eventually pay them the, the deferment uh, of that for every day that they worked. Plus, you know, all their expenses and whatnot. So, um, so you know, we paid them a certain amount, but then we had to go back and pay them more uh, to, to meet the SAG requirement after the movie got sold. So, did uh, did you have to um, did you have to get like Rhonda Shear and all of them did and uh, Mira Warnoff? Did you have to actually pay them a good amount, or I had to pay them something? Yeah, I, I mean, I paid, we paid them what we could, and oh, okay, and and they took that and then. They, and then they also got money later when the movie was sold and came out on DVD. Did you have to pay for them, like, uh, to to house them and, you know, to yeah, of course, yeah. room and board and the plane tickets and stuff like that? Of course, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I'm trying to get, um, actually, one of the stars that's going to be in uh, the movie that I'm going to be doing, um, I'm trying to work with uh, Canadian film uh, actor and director uh, Brett Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen any of his work, like The Feral Man or his new one, My Dead Girlfriend? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, he's he's done some good ones. He did like Bone Setter and uh, a few other like movies that he directed that he acted in, and you know and whatnot. And he's um he's got a new movie called Pray for the Beast and um, whatnot. And he's doing all these movies. And you know we started talking on MySpace, um, and I, I own The Feral Man, which I love. And I asked him uh, if he wanted to be in my movie, and he's all he's asking for is pretty much just room and board and uh, a plane ticket. Yeah, so put so, him, yeah, yeah, so put him up in a nice place and get him a plane yeah, ticket. Yeah, definitely. I'll put him uh, wherever. Well, I live in Williamsburg, Virginia, right? So if you understand that, that's tourist capital of the world. Mm. You know, Colonial Williamsburg and stuff. I, I haven't been there, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, I don't blame you for not going there. It's got Bush Gardens and it's got all that fun stuff, but um, you weren't shooting it there, um, and so I'll try to find whatever the nicest place and put him up there and probably put Lloyd up if he needs to um, do that, but I've got a really awesome character that I want Lloyd to be, so Great. hopefully if I can get in touch with Lloyd, um, I'm sure I can, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can. Yeah, so I'm going to try to get him to have a little part, and He'll have a significant part, actually, and it kind of like kind of gets on my nerves sometimes. Cause, actually, you know what? I'm gonna. Uh, it's funny. Um, Chris, he's gonna like the character I want him to play. I've been starting writing it out, and uh, he's gonna play a janitor. Nice, excellent. Yeah. So it uh, it was kind of an homage to you, I guess, because I was thinking of uh, you put him as a janitor, and that would be the perfect character for him in my next one. So there you, go. you know, yeah, I'm excited. Um, but, uh, yeah, so hopefully I've already started writing it today, and I've gotten about 12 pages done, uh, which will probably be 12 pages of crap, you know. 
well, you know, just keep just keep it going. You know, right, do that, yeah. that do that for um, six more days and you'll be done. <laughs> well, I'll be done the first draft and then I'll probably uh, burn it <laughs> and then try to uh, well, you know, do something to kind of kind of rework it or whatever. Gotcha. Um, how uh, you know how hard was it for you guys to write your movies? To rate? To write. Oh, to write. Um. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, we had we, it was co-written. Prisoner Go Go was co-written by two people, so uh, it was easier to do it that way. Uh, basically, you brainstorm and then go back and come up with ideas and put it down on paper. But uh, I haven't been able to write anything lately, so I'm uh, I don't know. What about you, Chris? Uh, well, the 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 ones that are better <laughs> are uh, are you know we we spend a lot of time on them. I mean, just trading ideas, because, I mean, the hard thing anymore is coming up with something original. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's, so, there's so much product out there, it's really tough to be original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And was it hard to write Zombiegeddon? Uh, that one, no. But uh, but it shows, too, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you say no, it wasn't hard? No, no, because, and, and you know, you can tell it's, uh, it is what it is. But, uh, and of course, like a fourth of it's, uh, or half of it's like improv, uh, because certain people remember lines. But uh, it's, uh, that one was pretty easy. I think we did that in a couple of days. And then, uh, but like the Dead in Love, uh, which I think is probably the best script I've done. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time punching that up, which is what you're going to have to do. You know, once you get your ideas on paper, just go back in and, and punch it up and fill in holes and take out stuff that you don't think fits and so on. Well, you know, I think writing and rewriting is probably the, I mean, to me it's the hardest thing is wanting to go back and changing things, especially things I love, you know. Yeah. And that's that's usually the hardest part is like going back and going, you know what, this is going to, you know, I, 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 you know this, this is going to hurt me more than it's probably going to hurt the movie. So you got to get it out. And uh, you know, a lot a lot of times I'll write and I've only written actually one like eighty page script and I got so excited about that I sent it to the WGA. That's what you gotta do. You know, yeah. so get a get a um get a uh, get a copyright as well with the uh, Library of Congress. Right, yeah. Well I just did the WGA so far and on it. But then I heard like somebody else had come come up with like a a similar movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way and I was like sucks because I'm probably not going to end up doing it anyway and it was such like it was such you know an expensive film because it's called Cruise of the Dead Mm -hmm. and it's basically about uh, this guy commits suicide over this girl on the cruise ship and so to cover it up they send it to a a, a doctor and the the doctor is a mad doctor and uh, creates this rejuvenation serum to you know but he doesn't realize it actually works and unleashes a zombie. That sounds like the plot of this movie, Serum, that I was telling you about. Yeah, cool. <laughs> what was the uh, what's the, what's the plot for that exactly? The same thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. Uh, now it's about a doctor who's trying to make a serum that like conquer that like cures cancer, but he accidentally makes a serum that brings dead people back to life and and turns them into mutant zombies. Well, see, the difference is mine actually. The zombie becomes like a superhero fighting terrorists slash. Okay. You know, ninjas. In this movie, the the monster is a bad guy, so he he eats people's brains. Well, so uh, well, you're, you're all right. You're all right. He's the bad guy, and then he turns out to be the good guy. 
helping gotcha. the people out. So, you know, it's it's a you know it's a good. I guess it was a fun story, and I mean it was different because there's not a lot of zombies. There's only one zombie. He doesn't mm-hmm. go and bite people and turn people into zombies. He just gotcha. like knocks their heads off and stuff. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, I just didn't want to do a, a zombies on a, a cruise ship movie, exactly, because I thought that would just, I mean, somebody else is going to do that. And then from what I've heard, somebody else already is in the works of it or something. So, whatever. Well, anyway, yeah. your show's only an hour, right? We've already been going for an hour and a half. Well, right. Uh, actually, it can go up to two hours, so. Oh, gotcha. But um, if you guys, uh, I guess you guys are probably tired, and you're probably your battery's going to be wearing down. <laughs> Yeah, you're killing my battery. You're killing my. You're killing my. Uh, my free minutes here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, did you guys have fun? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Did you have fun, Chris? Yeah, it was wonderful. I. Uh, no, I won't say it. What? Uh, I was gonna go R-rated. Sorry, but I'll. I'll stay. Do you want to rate it? What do you want? You say you want to go R-rated? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Go ahead. This is an adults-only. Oh, Inter- is it? Yeah. Oh, I should have uh, told you that earlier. <laughs> I. I had so much fun. I wanked six times. Nice, excellent. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was uh yeah so good. Um, well, do you guys want to plug some more stuff before you go? Um, go ahead and buy Prisoner Go Go, buy Cornman, and buy Irish American Ninja and Zombie Camp Out. They're all on Amazon. <laughs> all right, how about you, Chris? Uh, Zombie Geddon, Evil Ever After is supposedly coming out in January, Minds of Terror December, and uh, Dead and Love coming out next year. So that's that's my big one. So Minds of Terror is definitely going to be out. Uh, it's supposed to be out soon, right? It's supposed to be on December. It was July, but uh, they keep pushing it. So uh, it's always surprising when uh, when some of them come out with uh, smaller companies. But okay, well, hopefully, hopefully in a couple, you know, a couple weeks, we'll yeah. be able to see Minds of Terror. Excellent. All right. Well, have a good one, guys, and uh, be sure to try to pimp out the site and let everybody know that you guys were here. You know, we'll and have them check out the, you know, check out the archives. We'll do. Okay. All right. You guys right. have a good one. You too. Thanks for watching. Right. Right. No problem. Bye.